Well, hey, welcome back to the Axe Podcast. We've been in this series for a few weeks now, and I hope you've enjoyed and gotten something out of it. As always, I'm Kraft. I'm the student pastor here at MCC, and today I'm joined with the worship pastor, Josh. How you doing, man? I'm all right, man. Yeah. I'm doing all right. You are coming up on almost a year here. That has been so fast. Yeah. It just boggles my mind to think it's been that long already. It, it, feel, it feels like just yesterday you were showing up and you were the new guy, yeah. and now... Now you're here for a year, which makes you old in I, terms of MCC. <laughs> and just old in general. It's fine. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, I'm a student pastor, and I tell everybody this, which you know because you've been here for most of the recordings. Yep. I have to have fun. Okay. So Come with on. that being said, I have a would you rather question. Oh, man. This one comes from the great intern, Leah Fillinger. Oh, man. Be nice, Would Leah. you rather have spaghetti for every single hair? On your body. So all your hair is spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Or every time you sweat, you sweat syrup. Wow. And why? Wow. I mean, dang, that is rough. But I feel like <laughs> my brain starts disaster planning. <laughs> so if I have hair that's spaghetti and like I shed like crazy. So I just, there's gonna be spaghetti everywhere. But, like, if I sweat, there's going to be syrup everywhere, and that's really sticky. However, if I don't sweat, yeah, as long as I, like, take it easy, mm-hmm. I just might have a nice maple glaze and, and, and glow and just smell. Just kind of all yeah, over just you, like, yeah. I don't know, guys. I don't know. It just, like, reminds the me of pancakes. It shines <laughs> very nice. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go maple syrup for sweat, final answer. Okay. I think I thought long and hard about this because my first thought was maple syrup as well because right. I was like, oh, I could just I could get one of those fancy work from home jobs where you just never leave. Right. Have the house at a crisp 66 degrees Take at all times. Yeah. Just never leave the home. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait, I like going out in public too much for that. That's I would true. have to have spaghetti hair because I'll just shave it all off. I would shave every day. Oh, dang. That's true. That's true. Or I would grow a spaghetti beard and I just think that'd be fun to flail around. <laughs> Could you imagine just spaghetti strips just like flailing them around? Just like, yeah. Oh, Majestic. Man. Gosh. Well, it's funny <laughs> we're talking about spaghetti because it has nothing to do with the segue of today's oh, conversation, like that. Yeah. right? Uh, but Speaking we're, of spaghetti, Tuesday. Right? Yeah. We are jumping into a conversation today about sanctification. And so gotcha. that's really where we're going to be uh, sitting at. If you've been with us over the past few weeks, you know we've talked about the context of Luke and Acts yeah. uh, with Mike and Rich. We even kind of walked with them through uh, the essentials of salvation. And we looked at the story of Pentecost. And when you look at the story of Pentecost, you also have to look at the Holy Spirit and what it's, it, what it's doing. And so we had that conversation with Chad. And now today, we're going to take that conversation of the Holy Spirit just a little bit further with this idea about sanctification, because it is a work of the Spirit, right? Right. But uh, before we get into, right, talking about uh, what is the process of sanctification, that word in and of itself can be this real churchy word. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Like That's a, that's a $10 church word. It's a $10 church <laughs> word, right? It's going to win you some Jesus Scrabble. Oh, yeah. But, that's nice. Man, I remember one of my first youth ministry gigs, I said that word, and all the kids looked at me like there was a buzz like on my head, <laughs> like some like big giant fly that's just like chilling there. And I was like, I look like an idiot to these kids right yep. now. And so it really like, I started thinking through, how would you explain sanctification to somebody 
who has no idea what it is. Yeah. So what do you think, Josh? So to, I will say to, to me, but I mean, my understanding of the word is um, the insinuation is like it is the idea of being set apart for something by God, mm. but it is the process of um, through multiple means, God, um, you changing your life uh, to become more and more like Jesus mm. because you are set apart for something, right? Yeah. So the process of, of seeking holiness, seeking uh, to be more like Jesus to be useful to God. Yeah, I love that. The process yeah. of seeking holiness to become more like Jesus because yeah. uh, that's that's the inevitable goal of sanctification, right? right. Is that we become a reflection of Christ more and more each and every day. Yeah. Uh, and it really, like, the thing I love to tell students is it begins to root out sin in our lives. Not that we oh, for sure. never sin ever again, right. right? But it begins to take the things that were once commonplace and our alienated and hostile nature towards God, and it begins to dull them out or root them out until one day we are fully sanctified in a new heaven and oh, new earth. Yeah. yeah. It's like every, uh, every old... Um, old preacher I've ever known, the, the cliche of, you know, it's not that I'm sinless, but ideally I would sin less, right? right? Yeah, and you kind of cringe at it, but that is the idea. It's like it, yeah. perfection is not something we'll ever attain, right? but it's the pursuit of, of holiness is mm. what, we're, what we're after. Yeah, pursuit of holiness. Yeah. And so on this idea of the pursuit of holiness, when the Holy Spirit descends upon the church, it has a lot of things it begins to root out. And we see in the book of Acts, sanctification start to play a role. Oh, yeah. What role does the Holy Spirit play in sanctifying the church in the book of Acts? Oh, man. I mean, you know, as I'm reading through, I mean, starting with the very beginning of the church, you know, mm. the the guys and, and I'll, you know, I'll just I'll speak like I speak is like the 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 disciples, the doofuses, right? They've, yeah. they've been beating their head against the wall. Jesus has been trying for three years to get through their skull what's about to happen. Yeah. And they're still kind of at the beginning of the book looking up at the sky like, wait, what did that? Okay, what does this mean? Well, how do, what what right. happens next? And they literally have to be told like, hey, guys, like, yeah, he's he, he's going to come back. But like, he he's going to go. But there's there's something coming, right? Right. So when they receive the Holy Spirit, and, uh, you know, Peter just delivers this amazing fire and brimstone message. And it's like, hey, all you people who were there, yeah. you, you, you missed it. That was the guy. You crucified him, right? And it, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that is so convicting to them that they're immediately like, all right, what do we got to do? Yeah. And, you know, all these people are baptized. The church begins. And it says, like, so from that moment that, you know, they're they're he's telling them, like, you got to be baptized. You got to believe you got to follow and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So starting there, it's immediately they're like, it says, you know, they, they started reading and studying and praying together. They had mm. everything in common. They were sharing things. So this community starts, they start holding there, you know, there's accountability there. Right. There's this common, you know, goal and they're studying yeah. and investigating what it means, you know, all the stuff this guy taught. Yeah. And so through that process, it starts, you know, it necessarily is growing them both together yeah. and growing them individually stronger and more knowledgeable so that they're then can, you know, that conviction stays, right? That they've already started with, oh man, we did this. Yeah. Like we were there and we missed it. 
how do we change our lives to, to recognize that that was the guy we were looking for? Yeah. So, I mean, and it, it, from that moment, you watch guys as the book progresses, right? The goobers who struggled to get it become more and more on fire where they're, you know, there's, uh, let's see what chapter is that at one point they're praying mm. like, Hey, give us boldness so that when we're up against it, yeah. that we continue to speak the message boldly. Yeah, that wasn't something they're fighting over. Who's going to be like the sitting best, at his right, right? hand. Who's yeah. like, I want to be the best. And they're like, no, nah, just let me, let me like thumb my nose at danger and go, no, it's Jesus. That's the answer. Right. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it changes and refines everyone. Yeah you know, as they go. So yeah, man, that's good. Cool. And it's that, that prayer for boldness, right. From these, from these men who used to just fight over position right, or power. Yeah. And they realized, no, nah, that's not the point anymore. Yeah. And it truly, that truly is a work of the spirit. Oh, absolutely. Right? Rooting yeah. out, uh, that sinful desire for influence or that sinful desire for, uh, to be the best. Yeah. And instead of that being the, the idol of their lives, it's, it's now like this right. flipping of like, no, I want to be bold for the kingdom so everyone knows who truly Absolutely. is the greatest. Yeah. And we watch that process happen in people today just yeah. the same, right? Because when you're brand new and, or when you're investigating Christianity, when you first maybe come to church or yeah. you, your focus is just on yourself and what you need mm. and what, you know, and, and even as you start out, you may accept Christ and you're still just kind of like, well, I got to get fed and man, yeah. this is so good for me. But the process of sanctification, as you seek to grow in your faith, yeah. you start looking up a little bit more and looking out. And those guys oh, yeah. were going, man, there's such an important work to be done and this message needs to get out. Help me, God, to proclaim it boldly and not yeah. be afraid and not like keep me alive. Right. No, they weren't asking like, you know, keep me safe. They're saying, help me not back down. Yeah. So that, that transition of maturity happens along the way too. And that's, you know, I mean, we're watching that happen in real time with people today right now. Yeah. yeah. Even I would argue we watch it happen in real time with ourselves. Oh yeah. No, I don't want to talk about me. No, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, uh, yeah. Right. But no, it's so, sure. I know it's so true in my life. Uh, I am recently married, uh, yeah. especially at the recording of this podcast. I'm four months in nice. to being married. Right. Uh, and anyone who's ever been four months in to being married realizes some stuff about themselves that they're like, like, I got to start with a man in the mirror on some things. Oh man. Right. Like, Oh man. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the things I am, I am realizing about myself is like, Oh, I cannot be, uh, I cannot be patient at times. Mm -hmm. Like, and I knew that, like I knew I struggled with patience and yeah. wanting things instantly. But like when you're living with another person who you like desperately care about and want only the best things for, yeah. it's like, Oh no, like this could be like a real hindrance in my life. Sure. Like, yeah. and so I, the Holy Spirit's begun this work in me of like really starting to grant me patience or right. to give me opportunities to practice that. Cause it's yeah. a, it, we see it being a fruit of the spirit in Galatians that like, no love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. They all yeah, go together. Absolutely. And so for me, uh, that's, that's been this process of, undergoing of what's it look like to be patient with the person who I love most on this earth, right yeah. next to Jesus. What's it look like for me uh, to be patient as we are figuring out what it means to build our family in a godly way. Right. Uh, and understanding that it's a process that takes time. And so from somebody who is younger 
in this position to ask you. You referred to it old, earlier, old yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, fine. It's fine. My my question for you is: How have you seen sanctification play out in your life? Oh man, as a disciple of Jesus. I mean, gosh, uh, there's I could write a book on that. Um, <laughs> I you know I I grew up in church. I mean, from infancy. Yeah. So my grandmother was the like quintessential church lady, right? Yeah. Like Sunday school teacher, like, you know, all the ladies looked up to her, right? And right. mom and dad, mom and dad are awesome. And they're actually a part of our community here now. But um, growing up, that wasn't my primary influence was my grandmother. Right. She had me in, in the nursery, like early on, as soon as I'm, you know, yeah. home from the hospital, she's like, no, I want him in the church. Right. But so I grew up with that background, mm. but still, you know, I think like a lot of kids didn't make my faith my own mm. in, in a real way. Yeah. And I, I wasn't definitely pursuing holiness. I was pursuing like attendance. Right. You know what I mean? And so um, God kind of got a hold of me in a pretty radical way. Uh, after my first year of college, I was doing all the stereotypical dumb college kid stuff. Yeah. And with no real direction for my life and really wasn't a, a part of church or I really have a relationship with God. But out of desperation one yeah. day. Uh, over a summer, just prayed a, a really dangerous prayer. Like, God, I hate where my life is going. I don't know if you care, you know, about what's happened to me now because I, I haven't really paid attention to you. But like, if you've got some direction for me, I'd love to, you know, you tell me. Yeah. And for me, and I know it's not always been this way, but there have been a couple times in in life where God has like done a big thing at that moment. Mm. 99% of the time, it's been a subtle obedience and a subtle kind of whispering. Yeah. But there's been a couple times where God went, okay, game on, and woke me up with a thought in my head that, you know, gosh, Saturday morning that I had to like go to this little Bible college that I'd kind of sort of heard of one yeah. time. And I called up uh, the preacher at my church, uh, old timer with the, you know, always in his suit mowing the lawn <laughs> and driving the caddy and stuff. I'm like, you know, I feel like God said, go here. You know, do you know anything about it? He goes, yeah, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And hopped in the caddy and drove to that school that day huh. on a Saturday in like July. Yeah. I'm like, there, there could be no one here. And God orchestrated these meetings like the one person that I needed to talk to happened to be the one person on campus. And so so I ended up in Bible college with almost no relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Have no clue why I was there. I met the chairman of the music department. I'm like, oh, good. I'm a music guy. So, like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. But why? <laughs> and so um, what's funny is you were talking about marriage. Uh, I met. My wife, Melanie, um, she wasn't my wife when I met her, yeah. interestingly enough. Uh, but I met her first day on campus. Yeah. I transferred in. I was a weird transfer kid. Mm. Um, she had been there. She was on the chapel team that day singing. And, like, I had sworn off, like, no girls, no parties. I'm getting serious. I'm going to buckle down because that's what Christianity is. It's it's rules and, like, <laughs> right? And I go into chapel and I'm like, hey, how you doing this morning? And she starts singing. I was like, I, I'm gonna, I want that one. <laughs> I'm like, I want that one. Uh, she did not agree. Uh, we, I tried really hard. And I literally, I say, I learned how to pray. Yeah. Praying that God would let me talk to this girl. Huh. And I it literally was like, oh, it says something about like being on my face before. I'm like, all right. No, no, I did have a roommate my first year. So I'm like awkwardly laying down on the old stinky carpet in my dorm room. Like, okay, so like this, Lord just like, I'm not weird or I'm trying not to be weird. Let me, you know what I mean? And I, so I literally re started rebuilding a relationship with God off of that. Yeah. 
and you know still go through the rhythms of I think a lot of uh, people have the experience if you go to a Bible college like God kind of becomes your textbook and the sure. Bible becomes you know a thing you do for class right so my danger was always to slip back into that like I'm, right I, I, I'm I need to know just enough I'm a worship guy so I need to know just enough scripture to transition into the next song you know that's <laughs> sort of the joke right but that's not enough to have a relationship with God mm. and it's not enough to lead a wife and yeah. lead a family. And so for me, that's been an ongoing process. Yeah. Like I w my first couple of years, we've been married 23 years, mm. uh, as of this, uh, this May, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, and it has been an ongoing process of going, man, the stuff I thought I had figured out, yeah. I realized, gosh, man, I'm, I'm actually not doing a very good job with that. Like, and I can't pour out of an empty cup. Right. So the times I realized, like, man, I was talking a lot of good game about Jesus, yeah. but I wasn't seeking him. I wasn't reading his word. I wasn't Ooh. talking to him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you should, you guys, you should talk to Jesus. You, sh you should read your Bible. I mean, I don't, but, but right. you guys totally should. Right. I, um, it, it, you can fake it for a little while mm. and it eventually catches up with you because when the hard times come, if your life is rooted in, the approval of your spouse even or of your kids or yeah. your coworkers and not in the, the confidence of your relationship with Jesus and knowing that like, yeah, I'm a mess, but I'm following you and I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with what you're asking me to do. And I'm, I'm trying, yeah. um, you know, it, you'll, we you have nothing to root, you know, to anchor to when, when stuff gets hard and ultimately, you know, I've, I've tripped and fallen, fallen a couple of good times where I'm like, you know, gosh, man, I, I don't understand him at all. Like I, I feel like I'm right back at that, yeah. that college kid going, Oh, Hey, if you're still there, like I'm a mess, I'm going to, I'm going to try again. Right. right. So yeah. yeah, it's been ongoing. I love that. And some of the, the, some of the things <laughs> I love that you said specifically were, uh, Hey, I'm a mess. I want to try again. Yeah. Cause like, I, in essence, uh, that is our part in the sanctification process. Right. Because it is, it is a two-way street in the, oh, in the regards of we have to let the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. sanctify us. Right. It is a choice that we get to make to let the Spirit sanctify us. Mm -hmm. uh, I love to remind people that Jesus is a gentleman. God is a gentleman. He is not some pushy person who's going right. to shove his way into your life. Yeah. He's, he's going to knock on the door. You have to answer. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I love that old painting of Jesus, like just knocking on a door with mm -hmm. no knob on it. Like, uh, it's, it's just him knocking and right. like, it legitimately is this response of like, no, will I let the Holy spirit in to do this work of sanctification? Will I recognize my brokenness yeah. and seek it out? Um, I, as you were talking, I was reminded of the passage in, I believe it's John, uh, where Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Yeah. Uh, and how he, in that passage, talks about pruning the branches, right? And there yeah. are some branches that produce not good fruit. And as you were speaking, it's like the reminder of like, oh, yeah, Jesus is going to trim things in our life. Oh, for sure. That are not good. Yeah. And he's going to help us grow. Yeah. But sometimes that process hurts. And like you said, we Absolutely. fall on our face. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there were things, you know, over the course of my life that I felt really, um, sure about and really mm. like, you know, all, uh, either, you know, this isn't a big deal or, or this is the most important thing that I realize the more I seek and the more I, you know, ask 
ask for God's guidance. Like the, the stuff that really matters yeah. is the stuff that sticks. And there's things that fell away that I'm like, man, why was I ever so, you know, focused on that? So focused on a certain, you know, life had to look a certain way or, or, mm. or whatever. Um, but man, at just asking and, and, um, being ready when those moments come of yeah. the spirit sort of prompting you to like, Hey, I need you to, I need to let that go. Or I need you to move this way. Right. Like it's, um, you know, I, I, I immaturely in my, in my younger years wanted dramatic, you know, signs yeah. and wonders and sort of that, like a road to Damascus. Like I need you to like, you know, blind me for you that know. scene from, I think it's Bruce almighty where he's like, God, give me a sign. It's like one <laughs> way. Right? <laughs> yeah. He was probably doing that a lot. Like, Oh my gosh. Like you're, you have to, you have to have your eyes open. Like yeah. you, you have to pay attention. But you know, I, I always wanted those. And what's funny is, um, I was telling somebody this a specific story the other day about a time that like I prayed and wanted this dramatic and I was doing the, like flip open the Bible and like mm. thought that God would like open it to the page with the exact right passage. And I was praying and like wanted the dramatic moment. And I had one of those moments where I had a dream and it was like a certain number mm. that was like kept recurring and I couldn't figure out why. And I'm opening the, to the, that page number in the Bible. Cause I'm, <laughs> cause I'm five, you know, I'm like, Oh, it's on page, you know, and couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And then like the next day I'm sitting contemplating something. And then it was like an audible voice went, the, the number means this. And I'm like, it's the exact thing I'm wondering about. Yeah. And it was an answer to like, should I do this crazy wild thing that it seems like, you know, so out of character, like, should yeah. I, go, should I go off and do this th complete deviation? And it, it was like, do it, it literally was like, go, go do this thing. Yeah. And then I didn't do the thing. <laughs> and I was like, it's still to this day, one of those moments that I'm like, why? Like the spirit clearly went, Yeah. I, I know you needed it. I'm gonna throw you a bone here. P please go do that thing. And I went, well, but yeah, no, I can't because it's hard, right? So <laughs> I, I like out out punted yeah. my coverage. I wasn't mature enough right. to be ready for. It. I wanted that dramatic moment instead mm. of just going, "Hey, just just wait. I'm gonna be subtly moving you, yeah. and, and uh, you know, like don't don't ask for the mountaintop experience if you're not ready. You know, you didn't right. you don't have the maturity to deal with it, mm. right? So it's it's more I've found that like it's those moments of just. As you're reading scripture, going, man, I really should do. Uh, yep, I should. Yeah. So I'm going to do something about that. Or the, the, the friend, the accountability partner, the the coworker who's like, hey, man, I, I, I really just feel like, you know, I've seen this in you, or I, you know, wh yeah. what do you think about doing this? And going, man, that those moments are where it might not be speaking directly to me in an audible voice, but the spirit is, is moving through the yeah. people that I'm. Uh, in community with and mm. through the times that I'm, I'm reading and seeking truth. Right. Yeah. So I love that. Good stuff, man. Yeah. So, Hey, as we get to wrapping up yeah. our time together today, one of the things we love to do is make this real practical Absolutely. for the disciple or disciple maker of Jesus who's watching this conversation. And so, uh, for the disciple <laughs> of Jesus, uh, listening in on this conversation today for them, what is a practical next step they can take to begin to experience sanctification? Oh man, I would say, I mean, my, the big three things that I would say is, is kind of my, my three yeah. is like, don't just, and, and don't just say, but like read, read the Bible like you're reading a letter God wrote you, right? Mm -hmm. Like read it 
scour it, figure out what everything, like, seek what it means. Yeah. Don't just, like, oh, I got a reading plan, and so I, I checked it off. There's all this transactional. I think the guys were talking one of the podcasts before of, like, we were talking about baptism. Yeah. And how this, like, how do I meet the bare minimum standard? Do I have to do that right? right. It's the same thing with any spiritual discipline, especially Bible reading. Yeah. Like, man, I can find myself really easily going, okay, phew, I checked that off. So when the guys are checking, you know, when we're all looking at each other's Bible reading, oh, they'll see that I read. No, dude, that's God's words yeah. to us. And if you got to stay on that one verse until you feel like you understand a little better, read it to, to understand that God has something to say to you in mm. that. And, and, you know, seek that stuff to like, you know, even just kind of as I've been reading through Acts, seeing stuff that I never yeah. noticed before or, you know, because every time I'll figure out something new. But and the more you do it, it may start that way. I, I've definitely been there where it started as a, like, I just need to yeah. check the box. And I found myself like, man, that was really good yesterday. I wonder what's going to happen today. Right. So so reading the word to seek more understanding, to seek more, you know, that's a, a way that we can grow that relationship mm. and we can see we get the cliff notes of like here's how jesus lived here's how he operated here's what he thinks ab yeah. about us and why he did what he did so if we're trying to become more like jesus mm. you we've got you know we've got the script right there that yeah. shows us what was going on so i mean that's that's a, the starting place um prayer yeah again like i said you know i used to when i was younger pray for the like big dramatic like, I need you to speak audibly to me. Yeah, that may happen. It may never happen for you. But, yeah. like, the consistent, not just talking to yeah. God, but also being quiet for a minute and listening. And I, I feel like, you know, when I was younger, I would question, like, well, am I just want it, making it, you know, like, it's just that's just me thinking, or is that God telling me something? Yeah. The more you have the first component of knowing and understanding God's word and the kinds of things he says, I feel like more often than not, when I feel God is sort of speaking to me and the Holy Spirit's, he's going, here's this, remember that chapter and verse? Why do I don't need to tell you something new. I already told you this. Yeah. Remember that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, praying to, to, to have a conversation with God yeah. And to have a conversation means I don't just talk and list off my demands, but take time to stop and go, you know, what do you, what do you think? What yeah. do you have to say? And then, I mean, I really feel like for sanctification, if you want to become more holy, trying to do it by yourself is yeah. almost fruitless. Like you can pursue for a while, but you're never going to get as far as if you've got somebody helping you carry the water. Yeah. If you've got somebody that can support you on the days you're down because you're falling off the wagon yeah that can call you out on the the crap that you know you're you have a blind spot to right because i i've definitely been there i'm seeking god in all these ways but like don't don't touch this this is my my thing over here like, yeah let's not look at that well a friend can go hey what about this with <laughs> this pile of junk you got in the corner what are we gonna right. do about that and uh and also that idea of like then you're also looking up at another human mm. And you, you will see yourself and other people go, oh, yeah. man, is that what I do? Well, let me help you with that. And, like, uh, that helps me, right? Right. The iron sharpening iron thing. So uh, community, you know, seeking God in Scripture, 
having the conversation with them, I feel like those are kind of the, the big three for me. Yeah, I love that. And so the thing Chad said yesterday that we kind of hit on in the podcast was uh, he, he talked about if you want to experience the Holy Spirit, read, read God's word and yeah. pray. Yeah. And what I love about everything you just said is it echoes that. Yeah. And it's the, it's another reminder uh, of what we said last week is that there is no secret. Like there is no like aha thing to mm-hmm. following God or, or experiencing his presence in your life. It's just doing the simple day in, day out right. habit of pursuing him. Right. Right. Like and in so much of our world today. It is so easy to get wrapped in of, man, what's the secret to doing X, Y, or Z, right? right? Like what is X, Y, or Z person doing to accomplish this big audacious thing? And the reality is, man, there is no, there is no secret sauce. It's just the basic things yep. that produce incredible results in our lives. Yeah. And if we do the basic habits of reading God's word, going to him in prayer, living in accountable relationships, being disciples who make disciples, then for sure, God's going to move in incredible ways in our life. Absolutely, man. And so I love that uh, over the past two weeks, we've really gotten to see that. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. God's going to, Holy Spirit's going to move in our lives and he's going to sanctify us. Yeah. If we just let him. Yeah, absolutely. Every, every person, every like amazing spirit-filled, like, yeah. Jesus follower I've ever met who did something unbelievable for God, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. To a person, I've always been shocked how humble and obedient their life is. Right. That it, it the big thing was usually not by their own power. Yeah, they, they might be super smart. They might be super motivated. Right. You know, they had a plan and all that. But every one of them would tell you, but... I, I would have never gotten there had I not just been mm. about obedience first and about yeah. like seeking him. And then that thing just happened because I wasn't worried about it. Right. You know what I mean? If, if the focus is this big, like I want God, everyone to see that I'm doing this big thing for God. You're sort of starting with the, the wrong starting, goal in yeah, mind, right? Like he'll, mind. he'll use you yeah. and it may be in a huge visible way. It may be something no one ever knows about but he knows about it. Right. But it starts with relationship. If you, if, if you, if you guys don't know each other, I mean, he knows you, but if you don't know him, like he's, he's not sure what you're going to do with that, that gift he gives you. Right. right? So yeah, it's a, every, every person I've ever seen that I was just like so impressed with how did, yeah. how did they get there with God? It, it started years before just seeking him. Right. Right. Yeah. Man, that's good. Well, hey, I want to say thank you for joining us for another episode of this podcast. It's been great having you on the show today, Josh. Josh has been playing a role behind the scenes for most of the episodes, but we decided to bring him up front uh, today. It's scary out here. It's scary. (laughs) Uh, But joking aside, really appreciate you and the the depth you've added to our conversation. Uh, For you listening at home today, I hope this conversation was helpful for you. If you could do us a favor, uh, as always, uh, join us next week or share this podcast with a friend who you want to listen uh, to it with and uh, do the thing of iron sharpening iron, right? If you want to experience the Holy Spirit deeper in your life, have a conversation about the topic that we just had with somebody in your life. Other than that, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.